When I was a child, I always thought you had to be careful with cassettes because they had magic on them. Dad, can you switch the recorder off and see what it is? Okay? And this is magic right here. It's funny, isn't it, Dad? It's been in my top drawer for five years. Every time I open the drawer, my fingers travel to where it should be. My breath halts every time, just in case it isn't there. It's made of black plastic and has gold stickers on both sides. There's writing in red biro on the stickers, in capital letters, written by a much younger person. By me, in fact. There's my name. J-U-D-I-T-H. The cassette sits in a sturdy case, scratched a little over the years, but it keeps its contents clean and away from dust. And then there's the actual tape itself a pale brown thread that twists around the two spools, so delicately, so gently. This tape is nearly 30 years old. It was on. That's me. It was on Five years old, full-throated, full of it. I've wanted to digitise this tape for years, to bring it out of that old, lost world to find it again in a way. But I've always been scared to. It belongs to a different part of my life, one long gone, one that's easy to think about when it's frozen in faded photographs. But to hear voices on a tape, that's different, because the sounds feel so alive. Jonathan, come on. This is the sound of 1983. I know this because my brother, John, was a baby then. See you, Judith. He's 30 now. You said you did. He's starting to speak here, forming sounds, saying little things. <laughs> My father has set his tape recorder up to try and catch our voices. Say something, Jonathan. I'm the most irritating kid in the world. When I was a cheeky, curious little girl, cassettes were strange little things from the future. How do sounds come from them, I'd wonder, off those tiny see-through strips? I love the crackle I'd hear on playback when someone first pressed record. How you could wind a cassette up with a pencil if the sound went funny. Voices could get muddy or murky if the tape had a crinkle in it, though. And if the tape broke, delicate repair work was necessary. Cassettes became even more important to me as I got older. By my mid-teens, I had my own blank C90s and made my own recordings, curating soundtracks to my life from songs off the radio. My dad used to do this too. The other side of this very C90 is full of songs from the early 1980s. The Police, Adam and the Ants, Kim Wilde, ABBA. But on this side of the tape, the only songs you hear are from me. What can I say? Suddenly, I realise the thing that I must have known the thing I wanted to keep lost, the thing I didn't want to find. Um, when Sandy got stuck up the chimney, he began to shout. You girls and boys won't have any toys if you don't pull me out. There's stuff in my sack, my beard is black, my nose is tickling too. When Sandy got stuck up the chimney, achoo! These are Christmas songs, songs I would have learned in school in the winter of 1983, 
just after my brother's first birthday. Songs I would have sung with my class on a stage less than a month before my father died. Say hooray. 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 Hooray for Judith. I can't hear Dad enough on this. I am speaking over him. There is too much of my voice, a voice that would carry on being heard far longer than his, a voice that is not high and squeaky anymore, but a voice that is still speaking now. <laughs> and then I think about what Dad's voice is doing. It's encouraging ours. And then I think about what I'm doing. His voice isn't lost anymore. It is here now, on my computer, in my own world. It is with me. It always was, really. It will always be here, which is just as it should be.